Turn in your Bibles to uh, John chapter 8. We're going to start in verse 36. That's John chapter 8, verse 36. If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. The title of the message this morning is, Do You Choose Freedom or Bondage? Now this scripture, uh, talks about what Jesus did for us. He, he paid a price for our sin that we couldn't pay. You know, I don't know about y'all, but I was in debt at one time. I, I owed something that I couldn't pay for. I had committed sin that put me in bondage to somebody. Now, understand what this means today. You know, back in these times, there was um, it was common for people to have servants or in some cases, they called them slaves. But, you know, a servant was somebody, a lot of times, that owed a debt to somebody. Usually the master. And because they owed this debt to them and they couldn't pay this debt, they would go into a life of being a servant to that person until that debt was paid for. But, you know, as most of you... Our lives as, as humans on this earth, we live a life of sin until we're saved. But Jesus provided a way out of that. Now, I want you all to hear what I'm trying to tell you this morning. You know, <clears throat> I know it has to be God's doing because the Sunday school lesson went along with some of this stuff. And then we sang that song, He Set Me Free. And, you know, I think this was just God putting all this in place. But here is the, the point of the message. Jesus, He didn't only pay a price for us. He bought us. The Word tells us that we were bought with a price. So now we are no longer enslaved to this sin. We, we belong to Him. Okay, but He didn't only do that. He took our place. Now understand this. We deserved a punishment. But He took, our, he took that punishment for us. Okay? Now, when I think about this, the thing that God showed me was, you have people that are in jail. And you know, this ain't the same as somebody making bail. A lot of times, people will will put up a, a amount of money called bail, and they're allowed to leave the, the jail. But then they're required to come back. That's not what Jesus did for us. He paid a price, and, and He took the punishment for us, and He made th- everything right. He, he settled up on all the accounts. 
Okay, so what I like to think about that is, is, a, is, is a pardon. You know, when somebody's pardoned, they don't serve time for probation. When, when they're pardoned, they come and they open the jail cell and they say, you're free to go. But you know what the problem is? Like I said, the title of the message is, do you choose freedom or do you choose bondage? How many of those prisoners do you think, when, when somebody has come and said, you're free to go, decided they want to just sit there in that cell for a while? No, thank you, I'll just stay here. How many of them do that? I, I don't know a one. It's not going to happen. But you know what we do as, as Christians? We get saved and you know, we probably leave that jail cell. I don't know many people that would get saved and say, I'm going to sit here. We leave that jail cell, but then what do we do? We decide that it's a whole lot easier to be in bondage than it is to be free. Being free means there's something i got to do that is different from what got me in bondage. That means I have to change something about me. <clears throat> You know, when I was thinking about that, I thought of homeless people. I've seen on TV and stuff, and you know, I realize TV shows are not always accurate to real life, but I've seen times on TV shows that a homeless person would confess to doing a crime they didn't do just so they could spend the night in jail because it was warm, there was something to eat, they didn't have to lay in out in the elements, the rain and wind and everything. So I thought, well, do I ever do that as in my life? Do I ever go back into the things I was doing while I was in bondage just so I don't have to be out there and tough it out for a while? Now, y'all... As I'm telling you this stuff today, I want you to really be looking at yourself now. Because like I've told you before, I don't preach this stuff unless it's preached to me first. Okay? But how many times do you decide that it's a whole lot easier to live a life of sin than it is to live a life that's holy and pure? How many times do we get lazy and just slip back into doing those things we used to do before we were saved because it's easy and convenient and I don't have to stand up and take a stand for something I believe in. I can just sit there and let things happen. Now that's what I'm trying to talk to you about. I want, I want you to see that by doing that, you just walk back into that jail cell. Now what does that mean? Does that mean you can't ever come out of the jail cell? No, you can. But let's think about this for a minute. Jesus paid a price to get you out of jail. He took the punishment to get you out of jail. He, he took the punishment for things you've done. And you didn't deserve that. When you walk back into jail, what does that say to everybody else 
about how you feel about what Jesus did. That kind of sounds like maybe you don't think very highly of it. Like maybe you don't put a whole lot of weight to it because you just went back and did the same thing again and, and decided that I'm not even concerned about being free. I don't care anything about the price that he paid. I'm, I'm really more concerned about just doing the things I want to do. <clears throat> you know, he paid too high of a price for that. And I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute too. Joshua chapter 24 and 15, and I'm just going to paraphrase it. It says, choose this day whom you will serve. You know, we can choose to continue living in bondage. We don't have to, though. Nobody in this world has to live in bondage because of what Jesus has done. But many people choose every day to live that way. They choose to live that life of servitude to something that is other than God. When they could be free. You know, God does not... He, he, he didn't do this. He didn't provide this freedom from you... Uh, from that sin for you so that you could be in debt to Him. Now understand that. You are indebted to Him, but He doesn't, he doesn't hold you to that. Now isn't that amazing? How many, how many people here would go put up the bail money for somebody in prison and not expect some form of repayment? How many people here would... Do something for somebody that costs you a lot. Now, I'm not talking about just, you know, helping somebody jump a car off. or I'm talking about something that really costs you something. How many, how many times would you do something like that for somebody and not expect anything in return? But that's exactly what God did. He wants you to serve Him, but He's not going to force you to. You can, you can choose who you will serve. You can choose it. You don't have to stay in bondage, but you don't have to serve Him either. You can just sit there in jail with the door wide open. <clears throat> Turn over to Exodus chapter 21. Exodus chapter 21, and we're going to start in verse 2. <clears throat> if thou buy an Hebrew servant, a servant, six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. And if he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master hath given him a wife... And she have borne him sons or daughters. The wife and her children shall be her masters, and he shall go out by himself. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him into the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or unto the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. So at this time, if a servant decided... For whatever reason, the master said, okay, your debt is paid, you're free to go. 
if a servant decided it's a whole lot better staying here than to be free, then he could do that. But what did that scripture say? It said, from that point on, he was a servant forever. You know, I want y'all to realize today that this line between bondage and freedom is a fine line. You know, I think God will put up with just so much. It may be different for every person. There's some people that seem like they just have chance after chance after chance and then get saved on their deathbed. There's some people that seem like they only have one chance. But there's only so much God is going to put up with. There's only so many times He's going to allow you to go sit back in that jail cell and then get up and go free again. There's going to come a point where He's going to say, Okay, you want to be in servitude to that sin? You want to be in bondage to it because you keep going back to it? Then you can just stay there. I'm not going to continue to pull you out. I'm not going to continue to allow you to escape this thing. Now, I don't know about y'all, but there are things that I have been in bondage to that I don't want to go back to. Because the bondage was worse than the responsibility of being free. But you know, there are some things, because of my laziness, because of my complacency, I it's hard for me to put those things out. It's hard for me to decide that is not a place I want to go back to. Now, listen, I, I know what is sin and what's not sin. I think all of us here do. We know when something we do is wrong. But do we ever really stop and think about, is this thing I'm about to do going to be the one thing that divides me from God? I'm going to read one more scripture to you. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 10. And this may be the, the most important scripture we read today. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Now, you know, I, I would be wrong today if I didn't read you this Scripture. I think this is a warning. This is a warning that we all need to heed. Let's read it again. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. If you're choosing to remain in bondage, you're walking a fine line between heaven and hell. You know, it's easy for us to read that scripture and think, well, how is it then that I've sinned since I was saved, but I can still have forgiveness for that sin? That, that sounds like what that scripture is telling you is that if you ever sin again, you're going to hell. 
It sounds like there's no chance of you having forgiveness once you have come to the knowledge of the truth. What that Scripture is telling you is when you willfully sin. Now, Paul talked about this. Now, as a lot of times, Paul's kind of confusing. So I'm, just, I'm not even going to try to read that Scripture to you today. Y'all have probably all read it before where he says, the thing I do, I do, you know, it's just it's real confusing. But what Paul's telling you is that the reason why I sin now it's not because I want to sin. It's because of the sin that is in me. It's because there is this war going on between my spirit and my flesh. And I am constantly trying to put that flesh to death. I am constantly trying to feed my spirit man enough so that he has power over that fleshly man. But I'm still going to sin. It's not because I want to sin. It's because of the sin in me that is trying to stay alive. Now, how, how do we determine the difference between these two thoughts? Are we to assume that one is right and one's not? No, it's the Word of God. But what that Scripture tells us is that when we willfully sin, when we throw it in the face of God and say, God, I don't care what you tell me. I don't care that you've provided freedom from this thing. I don't care that you've given me deliverance from this bondage and that I have power over these things in the name of Jesus. I'm going to do them because I want to do them. I'm going to do them because that is the thing that I enjoy. I'm going to do them because I like sin. I would rather be there than to be in your marvelous light. That's what the Scripture is talking about. When you willfully sin, when you willfully turn your back on God and determine that's where you're going to be, there remains no more sacrifice. There's another Scripture, I don't remember where it's at right now, but it says that should Christ be crucified again? And then he says, heaven forbid, or God forbid. He can't be crucified every time you decide you want to go out on your own. Now we're talking about this jail cell. You know, the, the door standing open. We can get up at any time and decide, I'm going to leave this jail cell, I'm going to leave this, this bondage that's in my life, and I'm going to go be free. I'm going to take part in that freedom that God provided for me. There's a fine line there, though. I want you all to examine your lives. I want you to be thinking about this as often as you remember it. I want you to think, how close am I to willfully sinning? How close am I to that point where there's no longer any sacrifice that's going to cover my sin? I don't want to be anywhere near that line. I want to be as far away from that as possible. I don't want there ever to be a chance that I might screw up and just fall over. I want to be away from that thing. I don't want there to be a chance that I'm going to fall out of fellowship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> you know, we don't have to be in bondage. We God did not send His Son to die for us, to pay a price for us, so that we could... <clears throat> live how we want it to live. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't hold us to it. He doesn't force our hand. 
He he wants us to live a certain way. He but he did lay down guidelines in his word for how we should live. He expects if we're going to try to walk that way that we need to live by a certain standard. A lot of times we want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to be Christians. We want people to see us as Christians. We want to come to church and and live a Christian life in the public eye. But when it's over with, we want to go home and do what we want to do. We want to take that time that we think is our own and live the way we want to live. You can't live a successful, victorious Christian life out of the jail cell. If y'all would, just stand with me this morning. Let's close. Father, we thank You for this Word today. We thank You, Lord, that You've once again have showed us, Lord, that that there's a certain way You want us to live, Father, that You provided the way that we can be free, we can have liberty in our life, Father, we can overcome any kind of bondage that Satan would try to put us in. But, Lord, we have to do it. We have to walk in that liberty. We have to walk in deliverance. We have to diligently seek You in our life, Father. We can't just sit there and expect things to happen. We can't sit there and live our victorious Christian life out of the jail cell. Lord, give us strength, Father. Help us to give us clarity in our mind. Help us to understand what we need to change and what we need to do. Lord, I thank You for this time. I thank You for this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brother Jack, would you dismiss for us real quick?